What are some of the things as you were growing up and you were in the age of the kids at our attendance camp that motivated you to continue to be better and go to camps and train and do, do everything you did? Yeah, I think that's a great question. I put a lot of pressure on myself as a, as a kid and looking back, that's why I was able to accomplish everything I did and excel where I excelled accordingly. But for me, it was you know being the best, showing that I'm the best and competing against the best. Hey, thanks for checking out the show. It's called No Playbook, and it's brought to you by D1 Training. I'm Casey, and on the show, we interview the coaches, players, and experts that help to make sports and fitness such an important part of life in East Tennessee. Uh, you know, I often feature so many athletes from the University of Tennessee, and I always really love it when we get some guests that are actually from this area. So they, they can always talk about their experience kind of growing up in this area, just right down the road from campus, and then what it was really like when they actually got to, you know, go put on the orange and white and become a vol. So Todd Kelly Jr., he's one of those guys, uh, but now he's still living in Knoxville continuing to make a real difference in the lives of sports fans here in East Tennessee. He does a free football camp with his foundation and the uh, Xavier Dobson Foundation every summer. So he joins the podcast today to talk about that and just what it was like for him uh, growing up, going to Webb, and then moving on to play football with the Vols. TK Jr. Uh, grew up training pretty consistently with D1 training, so he and my co-host Devin Driscoll talk a lot about that uh, as well. If you don't know what D1 is, they offer personal training, team training, youth developmental programs, adult boot camp classes, and so much more. Let's get to it now. Here's TK Jr. on No Playbook. Long time no topic, guy. Man, I just I just need a hat. That's all I need. I didn't need a hat. Oh my gosh! You know what? This is the done. first time we've got the same hat on. It's only weird if make eye It's only right to have me on. Yeah. Here. All right, let's do this. PK Junior, thanks for joining us. Have thanks you done pod, uh, any podcasts in the past? I have. Yeah, I've done a a couple of them and radio shows, but. Glad to be on D1's podcast, that's for sure. Yep. I heard you doing some stuff with Tyler on the uh, on the air with Sports Animal. Yeah, it's awesome working with him. I only have to talk about 5% of the time, and he he takes care of the rest. So um, he's the man with the plan, and he told me, he's like, hey, hey I, I got you covered. So really, really enjoyed doing it with him, and i um, glad to be on today. He's like that in social settings, too, by the way. Um, <laughs> Well, hey, uh, we're so glad to have you on. You've got your camp coming up next month. So obviously there's a lot of history with you and D1, but first I'd love it if you could just tell us about the camp, some details and that kind of stuff. Yeah, so it's our second annual Camp 24 ran through uh, the TKJ Foundation, which is a 501c3 nonprofit organization where we focus on um, inner city kids to influence, impact, and inspire them uh, with a focus on character development. So um, Devin Driscoll is one of our board members, and we strive to just give back to our youth. So this year we're having our second annual camp. It's July 8th at Emerald Sansom Sports Complex, the ministry complex in Lonsdale, Tennessee. And um, it's called Camp 24 because of Xavier Dobson. And, you know, we're keeping his legacy alive. Zenobia Dobson, his mother, is also on the board of our foundation. And, and um, it's pretty crazy. We had a little over 60 kids last year. And 
this year within 48 hours, we had over 150 kids sign up. And so we currently have a waiting list that's, you know, blowing over and um, just the excitement around the camp and, and giving back. It's a free camp. And so, you know, we're going in this, into the city to, to make these kids better um, athletically, but also mentally, um, you know, focusing on the character development piece. So we're super excited. I'm looking forward to it. We have some great sponsors, D1 being one of them. And uh, we definitely look forward to July 8th. Man, so the that character development part, that's such a cool element. Of course, partnering with Xavier Dobson's mom. I, I wonder where does that come from, like that drive for you to focus on that as a big element of your camp? Yeah, I mean, for me, just growing up in the city of Knoxville and um, giving back where I came from, right? A lot of people poured into me. Um, Devin Driscoll being my trainer, um, you know, from when I was middle school age all the way to, you know, through college and off season training with him. Um, so it's not about you know, what you can do for yourself is what you can do for others. And having the platform that I do now and being able to give back to the kids, I remember being seven to 14 years old, which is uh, the age group of our camp. And looking at current current UT players, former UT players, and thinking they're right next to God, right? And here I am I'm going through that experience. And so now just to be that blessing in their lives, to to give back to them, pour into them and tell them that, you know, they can do everything that, that I've done and, and more. And uh, just to inspire impact and influence, like I mentioned before, um, we all have that opportunity. It's just do we, you know, take action or not? And so um, the board members and I as well, you know, that's our calling and that's what we're going to do. I remember 14-year-old TK yeah. very, very well. Uh, I remember getting the, the privilege of training. But I'll tell you, the best, uh, before we go any further, because I, I, I'll have to say this, when you talk about looking out and helping others, uh, even though I was his coach, he looked out for me once big time. Let's see if he remembers this. My wedding day. We're at, uh, TK was in my wedding, actually, if he remembers. And I was walking out to, to before it started. You remember this? And you're like, no, you can't walk out that door. And my wife was standing right the other side of the door before the wedding started. And he was like holding it down. And I mean, golly, TK, that was, that was 10 years ago this August, by the way. Um, but it's, uh, so he, he definitely had my back there, but what's, what's really cool about this camp, I think is, you know, we were very lucky to be part of it last year and to see, and I remember talking to TK at the end of it, I said, man, wait to see next year. I just had a feeling about it. Um, and you know, I think TK and I have a, a special, um, feeling about this because of our relationship with the Dobson family. Right. I mean, I know TK grew up with Xavion, grew up with Zach. I, I actually coached and trained Zach as Xavion, um, at different times in seven on seven and train them. And so we've, we've known the family for a long time. We want to make sure we, that, that legacy continues. So kids 20 years from now uh, can know what, you know, Xavier on the impact that family had in the community and will continue to do so. And what uh, Mrs. Dobson is doing as well. So uh, it's, it's, there's multiple layers that make this camp such an incredible camp for kids uh, today and, and, and for years to come. So uh, I think, you know, one thing I always love hearing about when we do our calls TK is, kind of some of the inspiration for you as as you mentioned earlier you looked up at those ut athletes like you know put them on a pedestal and now you're that athlete on the pedestal that they're going to be looking up and how it's all kind of natural evolution of that what are some of the things as you were growing up and you were in the age of the kids that are attending this camp that motivated you to continue to be better and go to camps and train and do and do everything you did yeah i think that's a great question and um looking back now versus me you know, sitting in this office at 27 years old, um, I put a lot of pressure on myself as a, as a kid and um, always wanted to be the best. I think um, looking back, that's why I was able to 
accomplish everything I did and excel where I excelled accordingly. Um, but for me, it was, you know, being the best, showing that I'm the best and competing against the best, right? And realizing that, you know, you can be the best in your city, but there's multiple cities, you know, in the state and outside of the state, you know, there's multiple states. And in order to play Division One, i.e. D1, you know, you have to be the best, not only where you are, but um, compete against the best outside of there. So um, that's kind of what pushed me, drove me to to want to be the best, uh, want to compete and, and show what I was made of. So I think that chip on my shoulder was really uh, what kind of pushed me forward, you know, to to do that extra workout, to go from, you know, my school workouts at Webb to, you know, working out with Devin and, and D1. Um, that's what it was about is to, you know, go that extra mile, take that extra step um, and not just be, you know, mediocre. Was that like something that you're kind of self-propelled or did, was there a, a driving force behind that? Was there a coach, maybe even super young, that kind of instilled that in you? Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, my dad, he he coached me from when I was seven all the way until I, you know, got to high school. So he coached me through middle school and I still knew where he was sitting at those high school games too. I think uh, Coach Maskey was retired now. He had to tell tell me, hey, you know, I'm your coach now. But, uh, you know, he definitely told me just what it meant to be, um, you know, a football player, not not just on the field, but off the field. So, uh, you know, competing on the field, but all the work you put, put in off the field is what reciprocates to that. And so just what work meant and, you know, as a no brainer that he knew what that meant. He has a, a Super Bowl ring. So I'd be crazy not to listen to somebody to, you know, that really achieved everything that I wanted to at that point in time. And so um, I think him coaching me and pushing me, you know, I always say once I got to college, you know, everybody was kind of surprised with all the constructive criticism. And I was like, man, is this 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 is all it is? You know, I was getting snatched up at like 10 years old. <laughs> but uh no, man, he's he's the real deal. And um, now that I'm older, I, I see why he coached me the way he did and um, kind of was the role model for me and, and kind of, you know, set all the goals accordingly that, that I wanted to reach. Was that cool having a dad in the NFL? I guess I you were pretty say, young, though. Yeah, I would say mixed emotions. Um, very cool, of course. You know, when you're younger, you watch your favorite players play, you go to the UT games. You know, he took me to all the home games growing up. I didn't miss a game for, like, all the home games for like seven years straight. Um, so to just, you know, be that kid sitting in Neyland Stadium to being on that field and being one of the 11 out there competing, um, you know, I still had those memories in my mind of being, you know, one of 102, 455. Um, but just to have that experience of someone that had been there and done that, um, you know, have a mentor and, and role model that can tell you what they've been through and, you know, the good, the bad, and the ugly um, at a young age, it kind of exposes you um, to things ahead of time and matures you faster than you'd expect it to. So, um, you know, I was very thankful for that. Um, at the same time, big shoes to fill, right? But after my career was over, and uh, like I said, you know, I'm, I'm working now in an office, I look back and really, you know, him as well as my mom, um, who's been in education for over 20 years, you know, they just wanted me to compete and be happy. Um, you know, I didn't have to be him. I didn't have to reach all these milestones that he did. Um, they just wanted me to enjoy the moment and uh, give it all I did, which, you know, I think I did both of those. So um, that definitely inspiring. So, all right, I got to Now we're going to go back to the camp. I'm a, I'm a nine, 10 year old kid. I've signed up. I'm jacked up. I've got my I've got my water bottle that morning. I've got my mouth. I'm at Matthew. So I got my, my water bottle. I'm waking up. I'm eating my breakfast. I'm getting in the car. What should I expect 
camp day at the, at this, at the second annual uh, TK, your second annual camp this year? Yeah, well, we've got some, some great people helping out. Um, obviously, D1 running the combine. Um, you get to have the day that, you know, someone going to Indianapolis, going to the NFL does, right? You get to run a 40. You get to run a shuttle. Um, you get to do everything that these guys are doing that you emulate and look up to. And so you're going to get to get your times and compete. Um, you're going to get to learn from the best to do it. So I think if you're putting on your, your cleats or your shoes and, and have your water bottle, you better hydrate because it's going to be – we're going to compete. We're also going to learn. Um, you're going to get to hear from some special people um, that have lived life, that have experienced a lot of football, um, experienced a lot of life. And, you know, they're going to pour into you and let you know some things that can help you along the way and, and make you a better football player overall. I think, you know, I'm, I get to be in a kind of cool situation this one because I've seen that it's growth over the last year and a half, two years. Then the other thing is just kind of hearing some of the surprises that are coming for the campers. And there are some opportunities for everyone that's attending this camp to get more than just X's and O's, right? Which I think, you know, that's what to me really separates this camp is really cool. what's going to be really cool about it is like the opportunities for the kids to learn about what goes on off the field as much as it goes on it. And I think as a parent now of, a, of, a, of an athlete who's going to be attending the camp, you know, um, that's super important now, especially, I mean, I'm coaching 8U football now, which is, it's a whole other ball game. Uh, but the one thing that you see is like, football teaches you more than just the game. I think it teaches you more about teamwork, working together, communication than almost any other sport. Because if you think about it, Michael Jordan could take over basketball games. A dominant pitcher could control a game, right? In football, you can be the best quarterback in the world, but if you don't have a good offensive line, you get nothing. Right. If you don't have those good. It's one of the few sports that every person has to do their job to win. And I think this camp, we're bringing in some people to speak that TK's brought in. That is just going to be a game changer for these athletes. So I think that is something that's going to be really cool uh, for years to come, too, with this camp. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, um, you know, NFL stands for not for long. And you know, my dad taught me that at a young age. Uh, you know, these kids, a lot of them, their aspirations and dreams are to make the NFL. Um, but nobody's played forever, right? Michael Jordan had to retire. Peyton Manning had to retire. Tom Brady had to retire. I'll I'll let y'all decide who is the best out of those two. Uh, but man, you know, it's what's after that and the things that you learn through the game of football. Um, you know, for example, things that I learned playing at the Web School of Knoxville from the University of Tennessee, you know, they're impacting my life every day now. And so just allowing those kids to understand the relationships you make from that and the experiences you get. Um, you can't trade them for sure. And um, it's something that I'm blessed with and fortunate enough to have. So um, wouldn't trade it for the world. That was a pretty cool being a, a local guy when you were on the Vols, being from right down the road. Yeah, yeah. My uh, my sister went four hours down south to a, another state that's crimson color and uh, I, I didn't want to do that to to Knoxville, so my my blood runs orange, and I, I enjoyed it. And, you know, I'm not a coulda, shoulda, woulda kind of person. If I had to do it all over, I would do the exact same thing. Um, you know, just the the friendships that I was able to make. Uh, you know, even with my injury, uh, you know, the teammates that I had that are still playing pro, you know, all over the country. Um, it's just so cool to see kind of where we started and you know, how people took that opportunity and, and ran with it. 
All right. So one thing we asked on these podcasts is like, you know, your favorite, one of your favorite workouts, your favorite movements as you're training. What is some of the things as you look back and what you trained to prepare to get to UT or even at UT? That was something like, man, I always looked forward to this. I always looked forward to that when it came to, you know, especially offseason training uh, as you were prepared for the next season. You from like a training perspective? Yes. Man, I would say, um, well, really just because I dealt with so many injuries, um, you know, my, my freshman year and then getting surgery on my hip before my freshman year in college. Um, so I got hurt my freshman year of high school and then senior year tore my hip yep. labrum had to go in um, and just seeing all those guys, you know, getting it in, sweating. And here I am kind of sitting doing PT. Um, but just I would say probably working on my explosiveness uh, and then number one, my my vert. Back in the day, they used a, a Vertimax. And so, you know, I always wanted to jump higher than everybody else. And I remember training with Devin and, uh, you know, he had like these pads that I would jump on. And before you know it, I had to recover from my injury. And first I jumped, you know, like six inches and six turned into 12, 12 turned into 24. And before you know it, I remember he had a picture of me like sky high. And then that's when I told myself, okay, man, if you can do this, you can go out there and, and compete. And so um, took that competition, took that, that training and, you know, took it to the D1 level, no pun intended. But, you know, I think once I got there, um, I knew I was ready. I knew I was capable all the blood, sweat, and tears that I put in in the off season, um, I knew it was going to pay off when I stepped on campus, and uh, and it did. So uh, I would say I know that's a long, long-winded answer, but uh, man, probably just starting from the bottom, man, and, and starting from ground zero and taking it one step at a time. To where you know, I'm, by the end of it, Devin had me jumping through the roof. <laughs> I tell you, one of the favorite memories of. TK training was we were uh, at the old next level and uh, the site was over in the far corner. See if you remember this or not, TK. And uh, he was doing Russian leans or, or Nordic curls, you might hear on a pad, and he had chains on his neck and he had dug his foot so deep into the wall. And you remember this? He put a hole, he puts a hole in the wall. And then the next thing I know, all the kids are trying to do the same thing because they're like, oh, TK did that. I got. So now I look over like eight months later. I don't know if you know this is like four Derek Lance, this, that. Oh, I put holes in the wall. On the side, right? So I was like, we beat that building up. Set of trends. <laughs> but, uh, but no, I mean, I think that was, uh, I think the biggest thing with TK was um, he always beat adversity when it came to his training. Like we always, we always had some kind of adversity going in off season. He always beat it. And I think that's one of the great things about this camp. What he's doing now is um, showing kids, you know, just because like, and, and I, and I'm saying this, not just because he's on there. TK knows how I feel about when it comes to this. Like some kids that have a dad that played in the NFL, it's like, oh, my dad played NFL. He outworked his name, I think. Like he wanted to be like, I'm, I'm TK Jr. Like I'm my own guy, and he worked his tail off to prove that. And you saw it, uh, especially on. I made a lot of Friday night web trips uh, over the years, and uh, it was uh, you definitely saw in the field where you'd see TK run for about 300 yards, and then. You know, you'd have a couple other guys contribute, like Aaron Blands and all those guys, but it was fun to watch, man. I think that's what's going to make this camp so cool is that he mentioned so many guys coming back now, former teammates and current players come in um, to help these kids out. So it's going to be a great experience. Uh, TK, do you mind giving us all the uh, the website, social media links, all that kind of stuff as well? 
Yeah, so our website, um, it's actually an, an awesome website that can give you all the information on Camp 24, um, about our mission, how you can support. And it's simply, you know, tkjfoundation.com. And then if you also want to learn more about how you can volunteer, how you can be a part of it, um, you can reach out via email um, to tkjfoundation24 at gmail.com. So um, between the two, you can learn a lot on our website, see who's involved, who's involved, see who all is on the board and, you know, wants to give back to these kids um, who wants to put in the time and the effort to do so. Um, and, you know, we're striving for an awesome camp this summer and then next year, you know, looking for even bigger and better. I think it's amazing to think, you know, from year one to year two, um, you know, it's almost almost three times the amount of kids that, that we're hosting. Um, and to think about how quick it filled up, it's because, you know, those kids had a blast last year. Um, it was my first camp ever that I ran. And, um, you know, I was telling Devin this, I'm like, man, I'm so stressed trying to control everything. And he's like, man, just, just take a step back. And I did. And, you know, I saw those kids smiling and having fun and competing and kind of reminded me of, you know, my days as a kid. And, that's when I told myself, all right, TK, you know, you're doing this for the right reason. So um, really, really enjoyed it. Looking forward to this summer, um, July 8th. It's on a Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon. Um, again, at the Sansom Ministry Complex in Lawrenceville, Tennessee. Uh, Haslam Sansom Ministry Complex. And uh, lo looking for a good time for those kids. Cool, man. Well, we're uh, definitely looking uh, forward to being a part of that. So thank you for, for letting D1 uh, help out and uh, contribute again this year. TK Jr., thank you so much, buddy. We will uh, we'll be in touch, okay? All right, yeah. Thanks again for everything you all do. Um, I wouldn't be sitting here or having the camp without you all, so thanks for your support. Absolutely, bud. All right. Hey, thanks for checking out the episode. If you haven't yet, please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. Uh, if you were coming here to listen to the uh, episode with all the kids from the Mayor's Night of Champions, that was going to be next week. So sit tight for that. Uh, lots of local high school kids going to be featured on that episode. Thanks again to Todd Kelly Jr. And as always, Mike McBath music for the song. Hey, go follow the show on Instagram at No Playbook Pod. Sport. See, one is where I'm going, baby. One.